straight ahead on this May 2020 edition of On SI. While New York City's pause still lingers on, the local business community has its eyes and hearts set on restarting safely and as soon as possible. Two Mid-Island moms are leading the charge to spread gratitude for those unsung heroes who are performing heroic and essential acts. And how will the pandemic be remembered 10, 50, 100 years from now? Historic Richmond Town is helping to ensure that Staten Island doesn't forget the clappy hours, colorful rainbows, and its resilient spirit on display each day. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Patty Murphy, and this is On SI. We are a new independent publisher for Staten Island, and we thank you for listening to our podcast and for reading our stories online at onsi.nyc. We begin with New York's pause. It's intended to help save lives as the deadly COVID-19 coronavirus spreads and ravages entire neighborhoods. The pandemic is also inflicting pain in other ways as the economic toll mounts. And as the situation stabilizes, business owners across the island are eager to get back to work and serve the county once again. The borough has four business improvement districts, or BIDs, that help foster and enhance local commerce. Those entities, managed by the Staten Island Economic Development Corporation, are working around the clock to help during this crisis. On a size, Joe Malvasio has more from one of them. Up and down Newdorp Lane, things are quieter than they should be. You can still grab takeout, but the normal hum of activity is missing on the sidewalks, cafes, and storefronts. But Niles French, the executive director of the Newdorp Lane District, says that doesn't mean local owners aren't working even harder to stay alive and connected with their customers during the pandemic. All of the businesses in Newdorp Lane have been wonderful and creative. Like at Five Borough Power Yoga, where classes are now streaming online, or Peekaboo Children's Boutique, where curbside pickup is available. French says his team and the Lane's board of directors have worked hard to be advocates for the district's 180 businesses by collaborating with elected officials and listening to the urgent needs of owners. I think that we're really, really good and excel at working with our community partners and establishing parameters specific for each you know, business or industry that lend itself for a community to rebound from this. The Staten Island Economic Development Corporation is the SIADC has been around since 1993 and has always worked through challenges where whether it was the, the effect of the economy on post 9-11, Sandy, now COVID. French says right now it's all about helping local businesses stay informed and if needed, helping them navigate the often complicated process to access recovery loans and disaster grants. New York City released uh, a variety of loan and grant programs and then um, the the Federal Small Business Administration released the PPP, which is the Payment Protection Plan. He says there's no one-size-fits-all for getting back to normalcy. And while popular events like the Lane September Restaurant Crawl and the annual Full Car Show are tentatively on for now, he knows the situation is a fluid one. We're working with as many people studies and resources that we have locally, nationally, and internationally on what this will look like. When the COVID-19 crisis started, Mid-Island moms Allison Riley and Lindsay Ramasa 
were left to homeschool their young children and worry about the welfare of their firefighter spouses for a new reason. As they looked for outlets to help teach their children about what was happening around them, they also managed to establish a new digital group of people who wanted to express their gratitude for essential workers. In response to the COVID-19 outbreak, you created the Essential Heroes Project. So can you tell me about the project and its mission? So our mission is to say thank you and spread gratitude and honor those everyday heroes that are out on the front lines, keeping our city running, keeping our city safe. We started this as let's have our kids draw pictures saying thank you, you know, holding up signs, doing chalk drawings, all of this stuff. And what's really cool about it is a lot of our friends are teachers for New York City, and they had to all of a sudden start this remote learning program. And, you know, they're trying to teach, they're trying to keep the kids engaged, but there's a lot of stuff that they probably are like, all right, enough schoolwork. So then when they heard about our project, they were like, could we do this as a lesson for remote learning? And so they took the first video that we made and a lot of them sent it out to their schools and their classrooms and they had kids draw who their hero was. You know, a lot of them have family members that are nurses and doctors and firefighters or policemen. So they would draw pictures of them. And a lot of the schools would either put it into a video to send us or submit us all the pictures. We would put it in the Facebook group. We would put it on Instagram. And so many people, whether it was Rumsey Hospital or nurses that we knew were so uplifted by it. And they said a lot, even Rumsey, I know, was taking pictures from people and putting them all over the walls, just trying to lift everyone's spirits in a very hard time. Yeah, the wives of firemen, we know that they are often praised and acknowledged for their hard work. But during this outbreak, there's so many other people. We've learned stories about just incredible people, everyday people doing extraordinary things, whether it's a nurse, a doctor, somebody in the grocery store. We learned all about the New York City public schools, uh, kitchen staff that are providing the lunches that are accessible to families that can't provide them. Um, so we just wanted a chance to say thank you to everybody. Absolutely. That's so great. And I'm interested to know how it all came together. I believe you mentioned it was through a text. So Lindsay had started a, a mom Facebook group in the very beginning of this, you know, moms trying to navigate homeschooling and everything else. And I texted her one morning and I was like, okay, I'm inspired. We have to do something to give back and let's figure it out. And then the ideas just kind of came spilling out and it was like, we just feed off each other's energy and, and then everybody else just helped build this and make it even bigger and better. And that's too, we said, all right, how can we get this out to everyone? Because it also is a hard time where Certain people may be weary, like, oh, you draw a sign for your UPS driver or you draw a sign for the hospital staff. And some may be like, don't send us anything because of the germs or you just don't know. I know one hospital was saying laminate things if you want to send us stuff. So we thought, what a better time to use Facebook and Instagram to our advantage. So when we started the Facebook group, it was so small. It was maybe like all of our friends that know us, we invited first. And then one person started inviting this person, then another person. I mean, we probably get maybe 50 requests a day. We have people in California, people in Canada, people in Florida and Chicago all over. And I think the Facebook group, we do feature a lot of the artwork, but it's also now a group where people can ask questions and share their pictures. 
post videos, post uplifting stuff. And it just makes us really happy that we're almost at 2000 people on this group and nobody really knows everyone, you know, but they're coming together and they're having this platform almost as a happy place for them. So we started Highlight a Hero. Our latest feature um, is a nurse who's 35 weeks pregnant, still going to work at um, one of the Staten Island hospitals through all of this. I mean, it's inspiring beyond belief. I, I know what it's like being 35 weeks pregnant. I can't imagine being 35 weeks pregnant as a nurse in a hospital, you know, with her first baby, which is scary enough. And it's just, there's so many people, we just, uh, we're constantly like, oh my God, in tears about, you know, stories that we're reading and getting. It's so transferable. It makes so much sense. And I think it's a lot to the Staten Island families that have seen our Highlight a Hero are really the ones that want to nominate someone in their family, one of their good friends. And we have a good friend who's a photographer, Allie Barron, who started the Front Porch Project photos. And she's taking all of the money that she's raising for that. And she's working with us for Highlight a Hero to send these families and these heroes a catered meal on their day off. And so it's, she's raised a lot of money for it. It's spread a lot of awareness. People are excited to get outside, take pictures, all, you know, she's staying six to 10 feet away. She's not coming close enough, but it's just, you know, it makes people feel good. Let's get dressed up. Let's go sit outside. Let's get these pictures and then let's donate money. And then we're feeding someone on the front line on their day off who probably doesn't want to cook a meal. It's the last thing they want to do. And it's nice because it's all, a lot of these people are local Staten Island people. And it's just a way to say thank you. And they really appreciate it. We were talking earlier about uh, the effect of this on kids. So how has it impacted them and their learning and their understanding of gratitude? I think, you know, I have a four and a half year old. She's in preschool at Holy Child and she misses it every single day. She wakes up and she's like, mommy, I just want to go to school. Like, I don't want to do my worksheets anymore. And this helped because I said, let's draw a picture of daddy's firehouse. Let's go outside and do chalk and write thank you to the UPS man. And let's do this. And then there's been a lot of those clappy hours where you drive by the hospitals. And both of our girls get so excited. They're like, can we go by the hospital and honk our horn and say thank you? And I think it takes their mind off of a lot of the stuff. They're so young. School's not that important to them yet. So they don't get it sitting down and doing a ton of worksheets is not what they want to do. They want to color. They want to do chalk. They want to do these things. And they're happy about it. Even they're learning. They're saying, thank you. These are heroes. These are people we should look up to. These are people we want to admire, whether it's a parent, a grandparent, a family member. I know it makes my daughter happy because she loves to color and draw. And now she wants to go drive by someone's house and clap every day. I just, I feel like as adults, our whole worlds are upside down. Schedules are different. Our routines are different. And it's a lot to deal with as an adult. So having children that are trying to navigate all of these emotions is really, really hard. And I feel like art is so universal. Everybody can find their own way to do it. And it reaches everybody, you know, from any age group. My son just turned three. He's, you know, scribbling on his paper and saying thank David's like we need to we need to do an essential heroes thank you today and like thinks of somebody and I just feel like it's art is therapeutic too and for us a lot of these kids are little so this is also a time bringing families together during all of this because yeah the little kid can make the picture but mommy and daddy helped them get it to us 
And then when they see themselves on a screen or, you know, in a video with other kids, I think it's just a way to, to reach children on, on a level that they understand. Absolutely. What do you think the future holds for your project? Having the social media platforms really helps us because we can keep it active. Like once this is going to affect everyone for the rest of their lives. They're always going to remember this. And we don't want these people to be forgotten about. We want them to always be acknowledged, whether it's six months from now and someone has a story that they want to share that they didn't want to share currently, or they have someone who, you know, was really affected by this or actually had COVID themselves and were a doctor or a nurse and now they're recovered and they're lucky to be alive. Like we want those stories to keep going. We want to stay connected to all those people. I think everybody's waiting for this to be over. Right. And you want to say like, Oh, we already just get back to normal. But I think we're hoping to create a legacy that, takes all of those everyday heroes, you know, that aren't the singers, the actresses, all these people that we praise and reflecting on in these times, our heroes changed as a culture, as a society, you know, the importance of the people that keep our everyday lives going. Um, and if we just spark a sense of gratitude. It's kind of like a pay it forward. You know, you say thank you to one person, then they want to say thank you to the next person and to just bring back that sense of community that is so apparent here on Staten Island. I feel very uplifted after this conversation. <laughs> I needed that this morning. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you for having us. How will the pandemic be remembered? Will future generations forget it? Historic Richmond Town is doing its part to make sure the borough's experiences are being captured and curated. The organization's executive director and CEO, Jessica Phillips, explained how each of us are making history every single day. We want to be able to tell the story of how COVID-19 affected Staten Island. And we wanted to make sure that we were able to capture the material culture of what's going on in the pandemic. You have people breaking out sewing machines that they haven't ever touched since they got them as a wedding gift, um, making masks, and you know, um, you have people making gardens that they never thought they'd be doing their own yard work again. Um, and it's just we want to welcome the community to to donate those artifacts because that's what they are. And people do like, oh, this mask? What are you talking? About? No, that's an artifact. Just say that you know the Smith family made matching masks, all representing their favorite basketball team, all the rainbows in the windows. Like we would love it if people would donate their, their rainbows when they're done with them. And they would donate them in a group to Historic Richmond Town. And it's free to donate things. Um, and it goes through a process to be accessioned, which is the fancy word for accepted into the collection. And we will preserve those things forever. Historic Richmond Town is also collecting time capsules from 2020 to be opened and displayed in an exhibit in 2030. To learn more about these preservation programs, go to historicrichmondtown.org. And finally, in case you missed it, in our last edition of On SI, we spoke to Jimmy McBratney, the owner of Jimmy Mac's Pizzeria in Westerly. He shared his eatery's story of resilience during the pandemic and how he's giving back to healthcare workers. He even offered a glimpse into the future for hardworking business owners. When we come out on the other side of this, when all the restaurants you know, open back up again, I think people will realize, and restaurateurs as well, that we all lead with our heart. 
if your heart's not in what you do, whether it's the restaurant business or, or anything, you know, uh, you'll be exposed as a fraud. And if you are truly that, that person that leads with their heart in all that you do, whether it's the restaurant business or any other business, you know, I think you'll come out on the other side just fine. That'll do it for this edition of On SI. Please check out our website at onsi.nyc where you can find these stories and others from across Staten Island. A thank you to Niles French, Allison Riley, and Lindsay Ramasa and Jessica Phillips. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Patty Murphy. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next month with another edition of On SI. Be well. Hello, I'm Allison Miller, the Executive Director of OnSI.NYC. Our Board of Directors and I thank you for listening to this edition of OnSI. Our mission is to tell local stories and raise awareness of the people and places that make Staten Island special. We strive to be a resource for the half a million people that call our neighborhoods home. OnSI.NYC features stories that matter to locals. If you have a story you think should be told, Share it with us by emailing stories at onsi.nyc. Take care and see you on SI.